1: This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelly Pumphrey. Hello, everyone.
2: Welcome to Destination Love. This is Shelly Pumphrey, your host, and I am so happy to have you here today. Um, I wanted to thank anybody that was on last week listening to the show. We had Camille Virginia, the uh, founder of Mastering um, the Art of Offline Dating. We had a great conversation, and hopefully people are putting to use some of her skills. And um, I am particularly excited about today's show because we have a fabulous goddess, I'd like to call her, on the line with us today uh, by the name of Alana Pratt. Alana, welcome. So happy to have you here. A goddess. Thank you. I'm so touched.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you kind of have that energy. I've got to call you a goddess. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to stop you, and I'm very grateful to be here and contribute to your delicious audience.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, for those of you that don't know her, she has done a ton of work. She's um, really put herself out there in these beautiful, vulnerable ways. And one of the things I love about the work that you do is that you just you're very open. You're very authentic. You're not afraid to show people who you are. And that's really the message that I, um, you know, trying to get across to the people that listen to my show as well. So I thought you were a great person, um, to bring on. And Alana's, I know you've had, like your stuff is all over the internet. You've been featured on CBS, TLC, Fox, you're a coach to celebrities. You've you're a graduate of Columbia, and I, you, all, you you have a story of being a single mom, which I totally identify with as a single mom myself. And I know that you've had a lot of ups and downs, and can you know you've shared a lot of your story and how you've, you know, triumphed over a lot of things that have happened in your life. But um, you've got some books. One I love, The Reluctant MILF. I can't, uh, like, (laughs) I haven't read it, but I need to. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alana, you pole dance for pleasure, and and your favorite thing is to say, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. I couldn't agree more, right? (laughs) Yes. So, yes. So, welcome. I'm just um, excited to have you here. We're just going to have an amazing conversation, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was um, how to be a man whisperer. Like, mm-hmm.
3: who doesn't want to know how to do that? Right, right. Yeah, well, I would love to share my secrets about that. And and I'm just, I wanted to begin. I, I, I never used to pole dance. I actually used to be <laughs> quite um, secretive about my past life when I quit um, college in Kamloops, BC, hopped on my Uncle Phil's 18-wheeler semi down to L.A., to make it as a dancer, failed tremendously, but I did get a job dancing in Japan and I was a showgirl. And I was so free, Shelley, it was awesome. I was with all these French girls and Australian girls and everybody saw the body as this divine temple. They didn't have the body issues we have in North America and it was so freeing to literally transform a man's attention, like even if some of the guys were a little drunk or looking at you a little sleazy, I learned from these women how to inhale in as you're on stage, whatever their judgment is, and then affirm within your heart, "Oh yes, I am a goddess." Thank you for noticing, and then kind of exhale that energy out, out your fingertips, out your eyelashes, and men would transform right in front of us. They'd be like, "Oh yes, goddess." Yes. Wow. They would sit up, and I'm like, "Wow." Our belief in our divinity, in our beauty, in our body—or not—literally determines how people treat us. So I had so much fun being free, and then I came back to the states with my first husband, um, and then everyone said, "What kind of dancer?" And I was so ashamed, and I just shut <sighs> down. Shut down. But I just yesterday turned forty-seven. Actually, two days ago, Sunday night, I, I turned. 47 and I danced at cheetahs in Hollywood here in Los Angeles and it wasn't wasn't topless it's like a bikini bar but um but I claimed my freedom again I claimed my full self-expression beyond people's opinions I don't care if my ass is 47 years old and I've had a baby and I've stretched marks like you know screw it
2: I'm I'm gonna love
3: it celebrate being my version of beauty and give other women permission to celebrate their version of beauty and it was awesome
2: Oh, my God. That's amazing. Happy birthday, by the way. And I can't think of a more inspiring way to celebrate it. Wow. How, yeah. like, I just want to know more, like, how, um, how did you get, like, you said you came back and you, you went back into this place of shame. How did you transform that? Or how did you get back out of
3: that? You know, it took a while the first time because that was my twenties, and um, I was I was in this Wall Street wife community where all the other women, you know, just said, "Sign the prenup, shut the fuck up, just take the money." Like, you know, like get, get on board with this life. And and I tried, and, and I would hide in my closet to uh, to meditate. I felt weird being smart. I felt weird being spiritual. Like I I, w- I wasn't fitting in, and the shame and the doubt. Um, really took me into a very insecure place. And it took me all the way to divorce of my first husband. I just couldn't couldn't shine in an environment where I didn't feel seen. But what I learned was I didn't marry from my most authentic, powerful place. I married from insecurity. Do you like me? Uh, Am I enough? Will you save me? Will you help? It was all daddy issues. And so the blessing of that first marriage was that I got to really look at how Really insecure, I still was, and how I was looking for safety on the outside, and now, of course, I found it on the inside. I was looking for approval on the outside, and now, of course, I, I found it on the inside. So it was a really good lesson of what happens when you marry for or, or date, I suppose, right, for the for the wrong reasons, coming from emptiness, not fullness. So he was a, It was a painful lesson, but a great lesson um, that that wasn't that wasn't me. And when you're truly making a choice that's in alignment with who you are. People love the real you. You don't have to pretzel yourself into somebody you're not. You can be authentic. You can be vulnerable. And so can they. And it's safe and it's delicious. So that was my, uh, that was my lesson on the first uh, marriage. And I guess if we had to say the how did I find my confidence again, I have this process I call the little you process. And, and, and I find my little Alana where the contraction and constriction and anxiety and nervousness is in my body. I think a lot of us spin in our heads, we're all smart cookies, and we think we can find a solution in our head, but frankly, if, if it was there, we would have already found it. We're all brilliant. The answers are in our body, in the darkness, in the unknown, where we have to surrender and let go, and go inside and find that little one who doesn't need to be fixed and changed and told to shut up and stop being scared and get it together. You know, that hurts her, and it makes her feel like she's been you know, hit by a two by four and thrown in a closet. And so what we need to do instead is go inside and go, hey, baby girl, hi, I'm so sorry that I've been making you wrong for being scared. You have every right to be scared. And I promise I'm not going to judge you or leave you. And together we're going to become one again so you feel safe and approved of. And it's a real internal process. And I think it really works with the body. I'm not a doctor or anything, but, you know, dopamine and oxytocin happens when we bond and our, you know, NLP. Our, Our brain doesn't know the difference. And so right. when you say I'm bonding with little me, the body leaves that fight or flight cortisol thing that creates muffin tops and stresses us out and gives us heart attacks. It starts to give us these healthy hormones. We start to calm down. We start to have inner confidence. We start to have inner peace, which, oh, by the way, looks sexy and irresistible because you don't need anything. You don't need to justify your worth. You're, you're enough. And that's the inner work I began to do.
2: God, that's so powerful, and I can't agree with you more. Like you know, even as a therapist who's done a lot of work with people, with you know, just making that mind-body connection and healing on that more physical level, which is so connected into every other level—spiritual, um, mental, emotional—you know, it's all interconnected. Um, that inner work right there is the key, and. I don't know anybody that walks around that doesn't have that little girl or that little boy inside sure. that has been stuffed down and shamed and silenced over the years. And yeah. Um, man, yeah, you just
3: said it so beautifully. Thank you. One of the keys once you start to get into the body is is that the intensity of your emotions is is going to be um, difficult. And it's just a lot easier to go back up into your head, have a shot of tequila, buy a new purse, if it's a guy, watch some porn, you know, just anything not to feel. Right. So navigating intense emotions is a skill set that we need to develop in order to stay in the body. Because emotions, they uh, we, we, we have emotions. We are not our emotions. We have a body. We are not our body. We even have thoughts, but we are not our thoughts. We are these limitless beings. And if you can think of yourself not just as this tiny little body trying to navigate this, oh, my God, this fear If you just take your breath and expand yourself beyond your heart, beyond your rib cage, beyond your skin, beyond the room, beyond the building, let your edges soften and spill into the neighborhood, the state, the country, the province, (laughs) the uh, continent, like you start to know, well, how can I do that? Well, it's because you're a limitless being. You're aware of everything. You are actually oneness with all that was, is, and will be. And when we can expand ourselves out, imagine the molecules of who you are just got pretty wide and there's more space to breathe this intensity. And it's ca- I call it sitting in the fire. We have absolutely no problem with the intensity of orgasm. We're like, yeah, bring it, baby. I love it, okay? But if it's the intensity of fear, we're like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. Yes, you can. Or the intensity of anger. You don't have to kill someone off. Or kill yourself off. You can just breathe even the anger and transform it into this changes now. A potency. It doesn't you don't have to be a bitch, but you're like, no, the buck stops here. I'm changing this. And that's another way to to not resist your anger or be called some hysterical bitch. And that's what happens when we resist anger and project it onto another, or we get depressed because we're pressing down our anger. The anger is just intensity. It's just emotion. But because we've made it wrong or we've been made wrong, you know, you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. You're too angry. You know, fuck that. Oh, can I swear? I forgot to ask that. Sorry. You can say fuck all you want. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) This is a fuck (laughs) show. Okay, perfect, perfect. perfect. Love you. Love you even more now. (laughs) Um... We've made our emotions wrong. We've made our softness wrong. We've made our wobbliness wrong. There's nothing that's wrong with us. Nothing. So if we can go, hi, anger, welcome to dinner. Okay, what do you want to let me know? Rather than resist it, it will say, you gave your power away. You said yes when you meant no. And you're like, you know, you're right. Okay. And then we can change our actions. Or if something sad comes up, you know, like to go, oh, you have every right to feel that way. Anybody would feel that way. I will be with you in this sadness for as long as it takes. You don't need to change for me to love you. That's unconditional love. We all say we want it, but we're not even giving it to ourselves. We have these unrealistic expectations and this judgment that we somehow should be perfect all the time and happy. And if we're not, we're wrong. No, this life is not about being perfect. It's about experiencing. And part of life is pain. Part of life is pleasure. One is not better than the other. Both are teachers. And both you can address, meet, navigate with your heart open. And, and that's my latest book. It's called Heart Splayed Wide Open. That's what I'm teaching in the face of anything. If you don't resist it and you keep your heart open, you are so empowered and so courageous and so humbled and so grateful. And that's what's possible in dating, in the bedroom, in the boardroom, in in marriage, in, in asking those hard questions and having those difficult conversations. If you close your heart down, you're going to disconnect yourself from your intuition, from your power, from God's source, the universe, from your own intelligence. But if you can learn to navigate this intensity and just breathe, breathe in with allowance, exhale and let go of wanting to change it. Breathe in. Okay, this sucks and I'm going to be with it. I don't have to like it exhale wanting to change it if you can do that often enough the the emotion it calms down and you get the gift you get why it's happening you get the message and then you can allow that capacity in you to emerge deeper wider grander as you and you feel in control of your life bigger than your circumstances yeah and that's what I'd like to to teach people today give them a taste of
2: I love that I love it so much I think having those conversations with people um, well when i have these conversations with people about being vulnerable and keeping their hearts open it's always when the butts come up it's this but i can't but i can't it hurts or i've been hurt before and i what if i get rejected and it's 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 that resistance to that that pain that you know we get so many stories in our head about how we can't survive that and the reality is is we are all resilient and yes. we've all been through pain in our lives and we'll continue to have pain. And yeah. as long as you can keep that space open and breathe into it, just like you're talking about, it's, it's such a gift because we can't avoid it or you're going to shut down and, and live a really miserable, unfeeling life. Of suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Suffering is forever. Right. <laughs> Totally. So I love that you shared that and I'm just breathing into it. It's wonderful. Um, We're going to take a quick break here and we will be back uh, in a couple of minutes and continue to have a delicious conversation here with Miss Alana Pratt.
4: talk it gets those synapses
5: in the brain firing really bad
4: all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
1: have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free Free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelley can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today.
5: It's just a click away at vapresspass.com. That's vapresspass.com. VA PressPass by Voice America. All access, all the time.
6: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
4: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now, back to Destination Love. Hello, and welcome back to Destination Love. You're listening to Shelly Pumphrey
2: and Alana Pratt. We are here talking about well, let's see. We started about uh, talking about how to be a man whisper, and we're really um, having a conversation, which of course it is about being a man whisper or a woman whisper. But how to be vulnerable, how to open the heart space up. And a um, lot, Alana, do you want to just continue um, to share some of your thoughts and guidance
3: with us on this? Yeah. Yeah. So we started off with being like, how do you be a man whisperer?" And I kind of took us back to the beginning of what it requires. I had this, I call it a direct experience. I did this thing called an illumination intensive years and years ago where you, you just clear out your mind and you get a real experience of like the truth of who you are. And in it, this image came through where I was um, its kind of like weird, but I was uh, told or I had the insight to Put my vagina lips over the earth and inhale her into my body. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So here I am expressing this to my partner in this diet uh-huh. we were doing. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. And as soon as we did that, I, I felt so full, Shelly. so full. Wow. I felt like I could be a tsunami and i could i could create the earth like the um the grand canyon just with a glance i could be the breeze at sunset over a wheat field i could be the ray of sunshine in a dew drop that's on a leaf in a jungle i could be everything like it was so yummy and empowering and then i looked over at my partner and there was this chasm in front of me, like a deep cavern. And if he dared step forth in any of his less than nobleness, he would fall. If he was seeking my approval, he would fall. If he was wobbly, he would fall. If he didn't just own his grandeur, his masculine grandeur, he would fall. And I realized as a woman, we are the invitation the sacred alluring invitation for a man to show up in his like most noble badass. And when, when we do that and he shows up like that, the chasm closes and there's communion, total yin-yang, Shiva Shakti, like oneness, you know, climax, explosion, creation, okay? Okay. But if we doubt ourselves and we don't feel our fullness and we're looking for his approval or we're ready to emasculate him because the last guy hurt us too. If we doubt him, if we don't give him anything other than our fullness and our ripe, juicy open heart, you know, the chasm arrives and I realized we can bring out the best in ourselves because we all have inner masculine and feminine, right? We can bring out, bring out our own masculine badass to like deal with something. And we can also bring the best out in our lover. Uh, we can bring it, whether we're, you know, um, heterosexual, homosexual, uh, lesbian, gay, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it, we all have these energies so you can call forth the masculine in your partner. You can call it forth in your, your child, and, and what it requires as a woman is this ripe fullness and openness. And that's why the first segment was about how do we get into our body? Because if you can't even get into your body, if you can't even be present, if you can't even open your heart, you don't have a hope in hell of being a man whisperer. Because that's what it requires, this unwavering, I dare you, I dare you to claim me, penetrate me, have your way with me. But it's a, like a nobility, like you're calling forth their, their wisdom and their heart. And that, oh, that chivalry, that's what you're calling forth. And so we women, we're actually in control of what we, what we invite. I mean, we can't control our men, but we're in control of the space in which we invite them forth. And a lot of us have been hurt. A lot of us have been let down, abandoned, downright betrayed. And it's very scary to open your heart and it's very scary to be hurt again or let down again. But if we're unwilling to do our inner work and come to that place of fullness, self-love and heart open confidence and softness and coy teasing, like all the flavors of the feminine, right? Our softness, our kinky, our divine, our sweetness, our tenderness, our boldness, like all these wonderful flavors of nature, that we can find in ourself. If we're not willing to do the work, we actually, he can't meet us in that grandeur that we're looking for unless we are really being, as you said so kindly at the beginning of the show, being a goddess. And this is what, even with a glance, you can awaken a man and feel seen and safe and supported and appreciated. And it's all starting with us inside, which I hope really empowers women, that they actually are in control of what's going on. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's
2: it's so hard for women to grasp that sometimes. You know, I think we carry around so much pain and shame and and just this feeling of fear, disempowerment, that it's hard for women to step into that and to really grasp what it means to be feminine in that feminine energy that you're talking about. And they don't get that it's so powerful in the
3: way that you describe it. Yes. Well, I was like Miss security. I would walk into a room and within three seconds, I would know who I'm sexier than, who's sexier than me. I was in total competition with women. Which guy could I get? Like I was totally coming from scarcity, totally um, defining my worth from the outside in. Do you like me? Do you want to sleep with me? Do you want to hire me? Everything was outside in. I was terrified. It was spinning. And so to come inside and really find peace, and groundedness and fullness. It's not for the faint of heart. It is for someone on the path of consciousness, illumination, enlightenment. So if you're on that path and it's wobbly, good job. That's the path. (laughs) Welcome to the path, it's wobbly. But that's vulnerability. Vulnerability is not perfection. Vulnerability is I'm totally out of control. I have no idea what's gonna happen next and I'm absolutely aware, I'm discerning, I can choose. No one's gonna make me do anything. So we're totally at choice while simultaneously being totally out of control that takes a lot of courage not strength strength is the pushing willpower exhaustion when we can be mean to ourselves or mean to others courage comes from the heart so you got to have your heart open and it's okay if your heart has been broken it's okay if your heart's in a million pieces when you start to go in and be kind to your heart when you start to go in and be kind to little you who's ashamed and you just love her. You don't try to fix her and make her better, so she's perfect. You just sit there in the darkness with her, in the dark closet. And you say, I am willing to be here for eternity. That's how much I love you. Something in that part of you that's ashamed or scared or disappointed will, oh, really? You'd really be here with me for eternity? You love me that much? And if you mean it, grace will occur, magic will occur, healing will occur, and it's like a gold filament comes and picks up all the pieces of that broken heart, and you become like a stained glass heart window, stronger than you would have been with a single sheet of glass. It's stronger because of you, because your heart's been broken, and you've been willing to go in there and love yourself back into wholeness again, and that's, to me, vulnerability. I'm not perfect. Here I am, the good, the bad, the ugly. Nothing to prove, nothing to justify, nothing to take, nothing to control. It's just pure oneness, presence, high, and it's magic. To me, that's called intimacy, into me I see. Can you love every part of you? Even the wobbly parts, even the messy parts, because if you can, then you can fully show up with another and be totally seen, which isn't that what we all crave? See me, see me and love me. But we're so terrified to go, oh, except for this part. This part we need to put in the closet. No, bring her out too, bring her out too. And if you can do that for yourself, you will vibrationally rise, your oscillation and resonance, you're, you're an energetic being, you're, it's science, it's science. You'll raise in vibration and you will attract somebody of that capacity who's done their work too. And then holy shit, talk about fireworks. With nothing to do, you don't need each other. It's a blessing and a, and a real miracle and an honor to be in each other's presence and create, create a partnership together. And that's what I call a soul-shaking conscious relationship. And that's possible. And maybe we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s. Maybe we're even in our 50s and it still hasn't happened. Don't give up. A lot of us on the conscious path, we're we're not here just to settle for anything. We're here for an epic romance. So we have to have it first with herself and the divine. And then it's possible with another. And I don't believe that you need 20 years of that in order to be fulfilled. Shit, one minute, one second one date of being seen that deeply will make up for all the years of betrayal, if you allow the love in all the way home, and you can. It's your choice. You can. Yes,
2: ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is it right there. It's true. Yeah, I agree. I and and just on that vibrational piece, like it's just, it is magic, and it's so important it it just but I it breaks my heart to see the resistance that people get into around it it's um, there's so much fear to go and look at ourselves but I couldn't have said it better like that our deepest desire is to be seen but then yes we're like but don't look at this part you know and you have to be willing to put it out there but you have to look at it yourself first you have to be willing to look at it and love it and comfort it and treat it like that child, um, well, it is you, it is the child within, Um, treat it like it was your child. Yeah, Total empathy and
3: compassion. One of the best things that happened to me was to be totally brought to my knees. And so a lot of people on the spiritual path, and you were saying, you know, it breaks your heart to see people like in resistance. Uh, I invite us all to not judge the people in resistance, because one of those is me. <gasps> I have been in resistance totally, right? Um, you too. When we resist the resistance, then we have double the problem. So if we can just like, okay, it's okay that I'm in resistance. It's okay that I'm terrified. It's okay. It's okay that I feel humiliated. It's okay that I feel ashamed. It's okay that I'm sitting in the bathtub with a shot of tequila and a bag of chips, and I'm crying. It's okay. This is part of the path. It's not pretty. It's not, you know, it's messy. But don't give up. And one of the times when I was, you know, in the bath with my shot of tequila and a bag of chips, um, that was a gift. And I believe all of us on the conscious path have I've been going through a lot of shit and um, was losing in a court battle and being made wrong as a mother. You know, how could you be a good mother? You must be some narcissist. You think you can help people and you don't even have a PhD or like a coach? Oh, when you talk about sex, you must be a whore. And oh, you're willing to let your son live more with his dad you must be an abandoning mother. Like everything about me was just twisted and turned and I'm not a good liar. I'm not a good manipulator. It's not one of my strengths and I'm proud of that. And so the court system, the, the best liar wins and I lost partial custody of my son and I was made wrong by the state of California and my ex husband and turned my family against me. It was just one owie after another. And I was really brought to my knees because everything I was proud of, my calling, my motherhood, my heart, my my generosity, my courage to let go of my side of the tug-of-war for for the sake of um, our son, even that was made wrong. And and so hitting bottom is great because there's nowhere deeper to go. And what you find is God. The, the oneness of the universe, the field, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, it's there. It's always been there. But we in our control freak nature won't let go. No, I'm going to do it myself. And our worth is based on our accomplishment. Of course, you know, we're not inherently good. You know, it, you're going to get called on that. And when you surrender and you just open just a mustard seed, you go, really, are you there divine? Really? If I surrender, will you hold me? Really? That's what I discovered. I let go all the way. And I discovered I'm a good person. And my worth is not determined by other people's opinions. And my accomplishments and circumstances or lack thereof do not define my worth. And I found wholeness and peace in myself that nobody, no circumstance, no person's opinion can ever take away. And that's unstoppable. And it's a, it's a humble confidence. And it's in all of us. And it's very attractive. In fact, it's irresistible and seductive in the dating world because you don't need His approval or her approval. You're just free. It's total freedom. And so if you're going through something difficult right now, I encourage you to lean in, breathe into the lesson because it's there to love you like a, like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. It's not there. It's not that you're wrong. It's that you're actually extraordinary. And, um, if I can ever be of service or contribution to you as your coach, or if Shelly can, um, please say yes. So we can help you through the fire.
2: I love that. So encouraging and inspiring. And I just appreciate that you can share that story so openly and vulnerably. And I think it's just a lesson for all of us that... No matter what you go through, it's okay. You know we're all human, and um, just takes a lot of courage to share that. And I'm so glad you found such a gift in all of it, and you know came out to help other people with these kinds of things. Um, we are going to stop for a break here, real quick. We'll be back in a few minutes. We are with Alana. <laughs> I was going to call you Alana Banana. <laughs> yeah. Alana Banana, that's me, baby. <laughs> We're here with Alana Banana Pratt and Shelly Pumphrey on Destination Love.
0: The
4: Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelley, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelley can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today.
4: News. 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 Opinion. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination
2: Love. This is Shelly Pumphrey and we're uh, uh, talking to Alana Pratt here today about Vulnerability and how to be a man whisper, and how to just keep your damn heart open. So, <laughs> and I say that with all tenderness and compassion for all of us because it's not always an easy task.
3: No. One thing I wanted to, as we were um, on the break there, thinking, like, how do you empower the courage to open your heart? You know, h- how do you fuel courage to keep a heart open? For me, the most fun way is, well, there's tenderness, of course. You got to be tender. You got to be caring and tender and non-judgmental. That's like a given. And you've got to be bold. You've got to be, you know, find this strength and potency to get your ass back up again when you've fallen down 10 million times and like get back up. So those, there's these two, you know, po- sort of polarized energies that will be like your bookends to support you in keeping your heart open. But the one that I think is the most fun is being sexy, sassy, delicious. You know, like you could go about taking out the garbage or you could do it in your high heels. You could pay the bills or you could pour a glass of wine and put on some red lipstick and some lovely music as you do it. Like everything can be done with more pleasure. And when we cultivate that sense of yumminess and deliciousness and authenticity and messiness. Like today we're having dinner. My you know, like let's say you've got like a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and it's all about manners. Most of the time, you're like, today? We're having dinner underneath the kitchen table, underneath a blanket with flashlights and we're eating macaroni and cheese with our fingers. Oh, yes, we are <laughs> least today, no, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's back to manners, but you know, like be goofy, be messy. Like that yumminess is really um, life force energy. It's chi, it's sexual energy. It's creative energy. It's the, it's the energy that spins the planet, births a flower and makes you juicy invite it invite it in all the different ways it doesn't just have to be in the bedroom of course that's really fun but there's all sorts of ways from like clean out your underwear drawer of all the granny panties and and just make sure when you open your closet it screams you are hot sister i love you like that's what your clothes should scream at you when you open your closet there's just places everywhere in your life that can be more delicious
1: and when you lead
3: with that and you've got your tenderness and you don't judge yourself and you've got your boldness, nothing's going to stop me ever. I love myself so much. And then you've got the sass and the deliciousness. To me, that feels unstoppable because even if your heart's broken with those like the triad of those energies, you're going to make it. You're going you're gonna to have some humor around it. You're going to have some tenderness around it. You're going to have some strength around it. You'll get through anything. But if you forget the tenderness or you forget the sass or you don't know and experience the strength of how strong you really are then circumstances are bigger than us then you don't feel like putting your profile online then you feel like ghosting him rather than going on a third date because you really like him and you're afraid you better dump him before he dumps you because you just can't handle the pain all of those sabotaging behaviors are going to have their way with you if you allow that circumstance that fear, to be bigger than you so i'm trying to help you to cultivate the the beingness the strength the feminine juiciness the kindness the boldness so that you can be bigger than your sabotaging patterns. You can be bigger than your fear. You can reach out for help. You can let go of what doesn't work and you can navigate what it is to be on this planet, which is intense. That's okay. There's incredible pleasure to be had here. And yeah, there's some pain to go through too. You can do it. And when you choose to live open-hearted, you've gotta be willing to have it all. I remember the day looking at my dead mother. Okay, I could close my heart or open my heart. Choose to keep my heart open. I never felt pain like that. But I kept feeling it. I kept breathing. And at the end of, I, just, I felt love. And then, you know, nine months later, I gave birth. And there's my legs splayed for the world to see, birthing my placenta, people everywhere, and my baby on my breast. And I could have, like, ignored the bliss. I wanted to just cry and be in bliss. And I I could have thought, oh, just be appropriate. Your legs are open. Just be appropriate. No, no, I'm going to keep my heart open here, too. I'm going to feel the bliss. I'm going to look in that little one's eyes and go, hi, Miracle. Hi. And what I realized, Shelly? Is that when you keep your heart open, whether the path is pain or the path is bliss, it all ends up in love. Think about like a heart, the two sides of a heart, the painful way or the blissful way. It all comes down to that same point, which is the truth of who we are, which is love. So I promise you, no matter what path you're on, no matter what experience life is giving you, if you keep your heart open and you keep breathing and you keep present, you will experience the truth of who you are, which is love, which allows you to to be happy. To be free, to be confident, to be sexy, to be an inspiration to others just by who you be. You don't need to accomplish shit. Just be you, vulnerable, open, uh, wobbly, incredibly triumphant, all the flavors of you. That's really what the gift of you is and it makes dating fun, it makes relationship fun, it makes business fun, it makes parenting fun, it makes everything um, worth it. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love,
2: look, I just listening to you talk, I was just like sitting here kind of like swing, like feeling my body just open up like, oh my God, I'm going to go eat macaroni and cheese under the table tonight. <laughs> it's so like, it's so that such great suggestions because You know, even if you're in this place where maybe your heart is just freshly broken or something and you can't even fathom doing anything like that, just finding one little thing just to kind of try to open yourself up again um, is
3: helpful. So I love those kind of little playful, helpful tips like that. Yeah. uh, Dance. I'm a dancer. I told you about. I was dancing at Cheetos (laughs) the other night for my birthday. Dance your sadness. Put on a sad song and really go for it. Dance your anger. Put on like a really heavy metal song and go for it. Dance your naughty kinky. Dance your, your timid, afraid. Dance dance these things. Move them through your body. When you stuff it away and put it in a closet, it only comes back to bite your ass. But if you lean in in a safe way, doors closed, you know, you know lights off, just dance to some music and let yourself be free. You'll move it through your body and it will leave behind it. If you breathe and you feel your emotions and let them pass through, it'll leave behind a gift a message, some capacity, some strength. So so the point of it is not just to have trauma. The point is to grow and to evolve. And if you, if you go through this, these emotions with dancing, for example, as a practice with the intention of, no, I'm going to get through this and be better. You will. In whatever you look for, whatever you focus on, expand. So look for the gift. Look for the opportunity. Look for the strength. You will find it. And if you keep this as a practice for a while, you're going to feel a hell of a lot stronger. And then it's kind of fun. It's kind of a naughty one. For the ladies listening, I would say, speak through your other set of lips. And for the guys listening, I would say, speak through your balls. But there's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little trick to, to be more grounded, to be more in your body, to not try to spin in your head and try to be good enough, do you like me, but to like go through your open heart, down through your solar plexus, down into your pelvis, and really embrace the sacredness your sexuality. When we're dating, we don't want to use our sexuality as a manipulation. We We want to show up as the divinity of our sacred sexuality. And so when you begin to talk through your pussy lips or you talk through your balls, when you're speaking to somebody you're interested in through your open heart, the love of your heart and the sacredness of your sexuality and the presence of your eyes all together come together and you're quite breathtaking as you communicate to somebody practice in the mirror (laughs) practice with your friends and then practice on dates and notice how incredibly confident for no reason that you feel that's another little tip I'd like to give you
2: I love it oh my god so fun totally fun I I like and even just I was con- thinking of um, you know you're talking about dancing and really letting your body um, be a part of this and I have always been a yoga person and one of the thing one of the practices that I did as I was really trying to get you know to keep my heart open over the years was just to do a simple yoga pose and for anybody that's a yoga person you might identify with um, something called camel pose um, okay. but any pose where you're you're basically opening your chest, opening up your heart. And every time that I felt heartbroken or scared or betrayed or abandoned, I would just open it up and let the emotion come out. And it would I mean, yeah. I would just bawl like a baby, but it was so freeing and releasing to just open that space up energetically and physically and and say, bring it on universe. Like, I am open bring whatever you need, let this flow through me, I release it, like, it's a really powerful thing to get into your body when you're, um, you know, feeling scared, or if you just are feeling sexy and alive, and want to make
3: that energy get it even stronger. Yeah, yeah, I love what you're saying, and also the hips, I think for yoga, it's mm. called the pigeon pose, and for me, dancing, it'd be like hip circles, or figure yeah. Because a lot of moving forward in life symbolically is is stuck in our hips. We don't want to move forward and be hurt again. We don't want to move forward and actually ask for what we desire. We don't want to show up in case we're rejected. It gets stuck in the hips. And so to do the pigeon pose in yoga or to do hip circles. And as you're even getting, I, I created a, a CD when I was down in Costa Rica. You can hear like the jungle sounds behind me. And it was all this like... This is the one you listen to when you're getting ready for your date night and and just get into your body and feel the juiciness and the lusciousness and the moistness of the jungle and move your hips. Because if you arrive on a date, whether it's with your husband at 20 years or somebody totally new, and you're in your head, well, you already know who they are or you've already got a conclusion. Or you're not really present because you already know, but your heart doesn't. This is a new, fresh moment that's never happened before and will never happen again. Don't miss it. Get into the heart. Open up your pelvis. Feel Receive. Love is not received as a thought in the mind. It's received through the heart down into your pelvis and it feels good. You can receive pleasure. You can receive love. You can receive joy. You can receive peace, not as an intellectual concept, but as an embodiment. Let it in. And the more work we do by being in our body, we can let in so much more pleasure and fulfillment and have that sense of home on the inside, that safety, that security, that approval, that yumminess, uh, that delicious oneness of embodiment with this universe. It's possible. That's what this practice leads to. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I,
2: it's just incredibly powerful. You've done so much work. It's it's really inspiring to hear. Um, you know, like it just comes out in your voice. It comes out in the words that you use. And you know, I think that hopefully that can be an inspiration to people that are listening. That um, you know, just in hearing your your story, even, um, Alana. It's you know, I can hear that you've had pain in your life, but the fact that you do embody all of this, um, it really shows through. So, I, you know, I guess I'm just encouraging that to people that um, this works. It's something that you can apply in your day-to-day life and bring in a lot more love for yourself and attract that love into your life that you want from, you know, wherever it needs to come from.
3: Thank you. Yeah. I've been in the fetal position in dance class, crying my <sighs> in the dark uh-huh. and i've been on the stage of cheetahs celebrating my 47th you know i've, I've had it all love so. it love it mm.
2: well we're getting near the end of the show and i would love to share with our listeners where they can learn more about you um so tell us a little bit about where people can find you
3: and some of the great stuff that you're doing these days well oh, thank you on my women's site which is my name, P-R-A-T-T dot com. There's a free training called Vulnerability is the New Sexy. And I think you'll really enjoy that. Totally complimentary. And for guys, I have a site called GetHerToSayYes.com and there's a complimentary report there called How to Be a Noble Badass. And I really want you, if you've been listening to Shelly for a while and you feel a resonance with her and you just need a little kick in your ass, a little slap in your ass, a little tickle, a little snuggle, just to take some action and call her, I encourage you to. I have three coaches. There's no way I would be coach without somebody seeing my blind spots it's an integrity issue for me so I think it's important that we all have somebody there for ourselves and if Shelly's your woman call her she's walks her talk she's lovely and if I resonate with you today and you're looking for somebody to go into the depths with you and to soar out the other side on my site you can go to alanapratt.com forward slash connect and that's how you apply for a complimentary strategy session with me. If this is something you're a 10 out of 10 ready to dive into and you really feel a deep resonance, I would love to read your application and invite you to that and go through the fire with you into your glory, your delicious glory. It's why I'm on the planet. It's a privilege and an honor. So thank you so much, Shelly, for the honor of being on your show. I've had so much fun. You're amazing.
2: Oh my gosh, so are you. And I would say the same. Thank you for the honor of being here and sharing your grace and wisdom and inspiration with us. It has been amazing. And um, I agree wholeheartedly with Alana. If, if she resonates with you, check her out. And if I resonate with you, you can go to uh, thelovestrategist.com. And I know for some of you that have followed me along the way, um, you know that we talk a lot about attachment, and you can take take the love style quiz to find out what your attachment style is or your love style uh, you can find a link above the show page here today so um, thank you for joining us next week we will be here with Sandy Weiner. she is the author of The Last First Date and we'll be talking about some with um, some, I guess let's call it some guerrilla tactics to make dating more fun so thanks again Alana thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next week Thank you for
1: making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved.